Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So did I tell you all when Charlie came home and told us that they're not allowed to use the iPads at school anymore? She was just telling me about this this morning. Because so, there's two separate stories. So they were all banned from using the iPads. I was getting confused. She had a lot of things going on. Yes, because they have like a Mad Libs thing on there that they do sometimes. And they couldn't use the iPads anymore because somebody put the word penis in a Mad Lib. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed. Oh, no. I know. They put penis in a Mad Lib. I really enjoyed the story. I, I wish like, I knew Aw. the context. Yeah. Where did they put the word yeah. penis? Was it clever? <laughs> did they use it like was it a, was it did it ask for a noun did they yeah. use it properly was it a noun i know i i mean oh, fair i think there are a lot of lessons that you could structure around that instead of just like banning they iPads. barely know how to write how are they <laughs> writing? They wrote penis they're at, it's eight-year-olds they're at that age i guess that's true yeah. we I, have they can write seems... penis at that age we yeah. we, we have the young to me they just realize they have the power to write the word penis <laughs> <laughs> And it, They've not gotten the great responsibility part of that yet. No. <laughs> Wield the ability to write penis <laughs> wisely. <laughs> Judiciously even. Uh, but then she came home and she was like, well, now we're not allowed to get on the computers. Which I have to assume this is a temporary ban. I can't imagine they're never allowed to get on the computers again. But now we were like, why? And she said, well, because two kids, I won't name them. We'll let them remain nameless. Two kids in the class. Looked oh, up. You won't name them, or she wouldn't name them. She no, she named them. Yeah, she, she I know. Them. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought she was protecting. Like I won't. I'm not a snitch. I won't tell you who said oh, it. Oh, Charlie loves being a snitch. <laughs> oh, she she will. She I'm went and told the, She went and told the teacher when a kid called the teacher a bad name behind her back. She felt like it was oh. important to go let the teacher know. She's told me so oh, many stories no. about kids getting in trouble, and I ask every time, like, well, who, to- who told? How'd the teacher find out? Oh, I told him. <laughs> I told the teacher. <laughs> Charlie. I know. We're working on it. If it, if it, is, <laughs> if it will help Don't someone, if, if someone was hurt, yes, it is important to tell an adult. But if it's not hurting anybody. <laughs> if someone was being an eight-year-old and said, the teacher's stupid. It's, Don't, just let just, it slide. Yeah. Let it slide, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but we're working on it. But so two kids, uh, searched inappropriate things on the computer. And so they weren't allowed. And so of course we were like, well, what, what were they? <laughs> Here are the things that these two children, these two eight year olds searched on the internet that got them all banned from the computers. First, they searched the phrase big chungus. <laughs> it's just the, it's the meme, right? The Bugs Bunny uh, one? I think so, yes. Yeah. And then secondly, they searched their dads. <laughs> Wait, like the, their actual dads? Their dads. <laughs> they just Googled their fathers? They Googled their dads. <laughs> well, what's... That? I don't... So they were banned from the computers because two kids Googled Big Chungus and their own dads. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's ridiculous. But also, like, there, the computers that we, and this is back when we had <laughs> the internet, like, you can block, you can, like, allow kids to only go on certain websites. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how our school computers were. You couldn't just go onto Google and just go crazy. Search my dad. Go on, like, 
Yeah, you could not search your dad. We had that figured out back in the early 2000s. How did they forget that? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if there are blockers that like leave holes where like dad shaped holes where you could search your dad. I mean, I guess no, nobody when they were making that list of banned <laughs> phrases thought of big chungus and specific <laughs> fathers. <I guess. laughs> I just love. I don't know what was running through these two eight year old boys' brains that they were like. We have the entire power of the internet at our fingers. We okay. can search anything we want. What's number one? Obviously, Big Chungus. Okay. <laughs> we got to figure that out first. What okay. What comes up when you search that? We're done with that. What's the second thing? The second thing you want to know about that you don't know about that you can find out about right now and no adults here to stop you. What do you want to know about? My dad. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that sounds like the quintessential most eight-year-old boy thing, two things to search <laughs> in sequence. Like, that is, that tracks. Big Chungus it's and just your a, dad. It's just a big Bugs Bunny. Um, thank you for giving context, because Charlie was trying to explain this and said that's what they searched, but then Cooper jumped in and said, well, you know what they were trying to find. And Charlie said, what? And she said, well... And Cooper's sitting there looking at me and Mom and Charlie like this. Well, if they're searching Big Chungus and their dads, and then just looks. <laughs> and that and was said, it? What? And she said, well, you know. And then she gestured down. And I, <laughs> Mom said, do you mean penis? Like someone put in the Mad Lib? And she said, uh, no. And Mom said, what do you mean? And she said, a jumble. <laughs> oh, I said, Cooper, what's the difference between a jumble and a penis? And she said, you know. Wait, a uh, uh, what? I don't know why. I thought that jumble came... was the word that Cooper had come up with to replace penis when she did not know the word penis. <laughs> she uses jumble to refer to like the the whole situation. Okay. Because I I didn't know there was a difference. So, so then when Cooper is saying you know the difference, I'm like, actually no, I'm an adult. And I don't. I, know and I difference. don't know. Can I just say? Because I know there there are probably people listening who are like, Sydney should know better. I do know better. They know you the word. They know to, the words. For yes, things. you're supposed to teach children appropriate, like anatomically mm -hmm. accurate words for body parts. That's important. And I have done this. I don't know why Cooper started calling. This is just a third word that she's come up with. Yes, like the the whole like penis scrotum situation she refers to. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor, for having the same reaction I did. As a jumble. Oh, well, I'm trying to be accurate. The, the word scrotum. <laughs> I'm just trying to be accurate. She refers to it as a jumble, and I keep saying, no, that's not, that's not, there are lots of things we could say here, but that's not what we... But she continues to just talk about, I mean, well, that, and that comes from the famous, like, daddy's little jumble. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. The famous. The famous daddy's little jumble. That's what? an old story. That's what Cooper uh, said to Justin when Justin said it on his podcast. And now, yeah. <laughs> now it is infamous. I don't know. Oh, God. Little jumble. Say so like, maybe, I was thinking, it's kind of like junk, which is a fair, you know. Yeah. Like a cover-all yeah. term for just whatever you got going on. Uh -huh. Yeah. Junk. So I think, I, I don't know if that's where Jumble came from, but like, I have, I've worked very hard. I'm trying to teach them all the right words and we're just not. I mean, she knows if you say like penis, she knows what you mean. She knows what that is. I just, in her mind, she said, oh, they were searching Big Chungus and their dads. Well, well, you know, well. 
I don't know. Charlie later sort of added to the story that they pro- they they also allegedly were searching other inappropriate things that the teacher didn't tell them about. That but has I to don't be know. It. But I don't know why would the teacher stand up in front of the room and go they got banned for searching Big Chungus and their dads. Maybe other kids said that? I don't know. There were things they didn't want to fess up to. Yeah, they didn't want to tell their friends. But greater crimes didn't. than Big Big chungus. Yeah. Bigger bigger chunguses, if you will. I gotta admit, I forgot that was a meme. And when Charlie told me they searched that, I had a reaction because I don't know why my immediate thought was like, Oh, that's something inappropriate, right? That's something bad. That's bad. And then I looked at it like Sounds, no, it's just, yeah. It's just a big Stuff. big oh. bugs. Big bugs. No. No, I don't know. I don't know what goes on there. They in art club they were listening to music and Charlie was like, The song Victoria's Secret came on and one of the other kids was like you know, told the teacher, this song has inappropriate words in it. I think you should know. And the teacher was like, well, let's just let it play. And if there's something that I don't like that I hear, I'll, I'll turn it off. Which is pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill for a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And she let it play all the way through. And Charlie was like, and that really surprised me. And I said, why? I'm sitting here thinking, because like, ch- the girls listen boobs. to that song. Well, that's why I thought boobs. I was like, did you think she would pause it for boobs? Is that, you know, because she says big boobs? Is it mm-hmm. boobs? And she went, no, mom. It says the F word. It does? Yes. It has the F word. <laughs> and then I started thinking through the lyrics. And I was like, oh, it does. Hmm. The F and pressure I was under. Oh. It Man, does. I'm just it, so desensitized to it in my music. I just don't even remember. And, I, and they just listened to this and at school, which like I don't have a problem with, but I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised that like at, at school they were school. like, yeah, like we don't whatever. We, we're fine with this. They're they're under a lot of effing pressure too, apparently. You know, it's a, I feel like curse words with kids. It's a weird ritual we put them through, where it's like, well, your parents, for the most part, most people's parents use them at home. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you can't say them, but like, then they're you hear them all the time, but you're not supposed to say them. And then it's like, now you can say them because you're over a certain age, mm-hmm. but you've been hearing them all along. I don't know. It's a weird like like they know what these words are. They hear them all the time. I know. And we, especially since we don't really care about it, it's not something that like is a rule in our house. We had to walk that line of like, you can, I don't care if you say that here, but you just can't say it at school, which is like a tough needle to thread. With Cooper, especially, I would imagine. So far, so far, we've been successful. That's good. We'll see. Uh, Anyway, that's not. Now you know what will get you banned. Yes. From a computer. Now you, yes. If you go to Charlie's second grade classroom, this is what you cannot search. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about, though. Uh, no. Um, no, we are talking about Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, which is a, a punk a punk rock supergroup cover band that uh, came together in 1995. Uh, on, uh, I think they were, they were all on Fat Wreck Chords, was the record label. And they're all from, all the members are from other prominent punk bands. Still, still All still around today. Like Oh, I didn't know that. Lagwagon. Yeah. Uh, no Effects, Lagwagon. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys was in Foo Fighters, Face to Face. They were, they all popped up in a bunch of, all, all bands that are still around are still known today, but were, were very big then. Um, I had no idea. I, I listened yeah. to them a lot back in the day. And uh, and I don't think I ever realized that they were sort of an amalgam of other band members. Yeah. I yeah, so did, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say I'd never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
ever. And I I mean, I enjoyed it. I mainly listened to the one that was all the musical songs, Are of course. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was some of my favorite musical songs, actually. Some I hadn't listened to in a long time, like um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, and like Phantom of the Opera and stuff. I don't listen to it on a regular basis. But Science Fiction Double Feature, that came mm-hmm. on. I was like, oh, man. I know this one. The Phantom of the Opera one is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like that one. Yeah. I mean, I like them all, but that one's... That one's... Rainbow yeah, Connection also is a good... Yeah. Good. <laughs> And, and like, I don't know what, cause I don't even know, I, see, I don't, I'm not that much of a musical fan, so I don't know what Body Electric is from, fame. but I love the version of that. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fame. yeah. Because yeah. like that song is probably my favorite on the album, but maybe it's because I don't associate it with the musical. Yeah. <laughs> it, I love that. So I, I was familiar with fame. It is from, although I don't think it's in, is it in the musical or just the movie fame? I don't even know if it's in the musical, actually, now that you say that. Having been in the musical fame, I don't think it is in the music. I think it is in the movie, which is a musical Mm. movie. You know, there are songs in it, but I I believe it is in the movie fame and not in the musical fame. Um, I could be wrong about that, but it this has become the definitive version of that song in my brain. Yeah. Like when I think of that song, this is the version I think of. That's. It's just such a, it's an enjoyable, very enjoyable cover. It's it's so good. There are some songs that like, you feel like once they, when somebody does like a cover and sort of redoes them in a new style, you feel like that you found the ultimate version of the song. Like you didn't know mm-hmm. that you unlocked the song. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know it was in there and it, it was all along. I, I feel like with that song, like, oh, okay, you found, you found what the song is supposed to be. <laughs> um, it is not in the musical. It's At least based on Wikipedia's list of musical numbers. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I was the English teacher, but I didn't remember <laughs> seeing that. <laughs> I was the English teacher in Fame. You know, the coolest character, right? Right. <laughs> um, I I do think it's funny on Spotify. Obviously, it tells you like bands and artists' most popular songs, and then like their monthly listeners. Their most popular song is Country Roads. Really? Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. 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 Like by far, um, it's a it's a fun cover. There are yeah. there are a, a, there are a lot of good country roads covers out there. That's something that a couple punk bands have taken on, but this is this is a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also do think it's crazy though. They still have over half a million monthly listeners, and they haven't put out an album since 2014. They did a a live stream event last year or no two mm-hmm. years ago it was 2021 so i think that they're still i mean i guess that's kind of the thing with like a super group like that like mm-hmm. the members have rotated in and out it's yeah like mm-hmm. sort of whoever's around to come together and do a punk cover so i don't feel like it's ever a they're never going to break up because they'll just be remade with different members of people in the fat rack roster well and it's nice because it's also kind of a timeless mm-hmm or like way to go at music because you can always do something relevant. You can always cover songs that are more popular today or different genres or whatever. And what you're turning them into is the same sort of style, but it's a fun, never goes out of fashion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's clever in that it can just keep going, you know, with new members indefinitely. Yeah. I just can't believe I never heard of them mm-hmm. until this. I, I'm You know, with how popular they obviously are. I, yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that covers are such a thing, specifically in punk. Like, 
they they obviously are really well known for their cover albums, but like there are a lot of punk compila- compilations that are just covers of pop song, country songs. I mean, there's the all the whole series of punk goes pop mm-hmm. albums. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all different bands doing covers, and I wonder what it is that that's just such a popular trend for you know punk bands to do covers of n- non-punk songs. That's interesting. I don't know, because it is, and it is like, not only is it enjoyable to listen to, but it's also like, I don't know, is it because it's somewhat subversive? Is it because we took your, like, your sweet song, or your sad song, or your happy song? Yeah, your show tune, and we made it something cooler, harder, edgier. Is that, is that part of it? Maybe, but I think like, I, I don't feel like there's ever a disrespect involved, especially with me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sure. the one thing about the R drag lineup that I think is interesting is like, that's not just someone that said, oh, let's just pick the biggest hits from Broadway and cover mm-hmm. them. Clearly, somebody had an opinion because some of those are, I would say, somewhat deep, deep cuts. Like, you'd have to know Broadway to make that album. Mm-hmm. Is a fair statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I um, mean, the one you talked about, I sing the body electric. Right, like that's clearly not, I mean, that's only exists in one version of fame. Yeah. So. Well, and it's raining on prom night isn't in like the big movie version of Grease, right? No, that's, that's in Grease the Musical. musical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which which way fewer people are, I think, are overall familiar with Grease the Musical yeah. than are familiar with Grease the Movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, well, and I mean, I don't know. Science fiction double it, feature is big and obviously everybody knew like Rainbow Connection, Phantom of the Opera. But no, I, I think that's what what I did for love. How many people are like huge uh, chorus line fans, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, that, like it's 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 reverent. Well, it's also having fun. Like I don't there's an element to me, at least like uh, having like that that sort of severity that can exist in the punk scene where it's like. Uh, you know, you've got to like the right bands and wear the right clothes. It can be a bit like anti what you think it's supposed to be there's a real freedom to like now we're gonna sing show tunes we're gonna Mm -hmm. sing some country songs we're gonna sing some some diva songs like that's sort of that's the punk spirit the right way kind of counter and all of the the weird sort of style elements that you can get caught up in in the scene yeah i also do think punk typically has a very like distinctive sound like even in like like tone of voice and instruments and instrumentation and all that and i feel like if you take all of these different genres punk is something you can turn them into that's still going to sound very cohesive and like sound like a same like the same sound Mm -hmm. not in a way that like you can't just take everything and make it pop like pop means a lot of different things and i mean obviously there are different kinds of punk and different you know sub genres but i think generally it's something that is easy to kind of still make a no cohesive sound. I mean, it sounds like a cohesive album and you're pulling mm-hmm. from like tons of different <laughs> musicals. That's yeah. true. No, and it's still fun because mm-hmm. you could do the same thing. Like there are other genres that have distinctive, like you could make them all country. Sure. And we yeah. could easily like, like you said, I think it's harder to say, is that pop or not? Yeah. I think it's a little mm-hmm. more subjective. Is that country or not? It's not hard. Yeah. Like there is a sound that says country to our ears, but then it would sound like country music and I mean, not Ooh. all of us necessarily want to hear that. <laughs> Punk's I, always fun, though. I feel like yeah. punk is fun. Yeah. I, it's funny that, like, of the 
I don't know, maybe, but that's subjective too. I think one, I think one is always going to be inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Like unless you got a really bad headache, <laughs> in which case you may not want to listen to punk at that moment, but you probably don't want to listen to country either. I don't know. Yeah. Or pop. Probably just want like a, like a meditation podcast. If you got a headache, yeah. Well, I don't think you want to, I think music is not the answer to a headache. <laughs> what music fixes a headache? None. Sid, that was silly. You're a doctor. <laughs> Okay, what well my pre- my prescription for you is to go home, put on some uh, some Bjork. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, maybe or Enya. Is no, Enya what Bjork. we need for a headache? Maybe Enya. Sarah if there McLaughlin? was a <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin, that'll just make you sad. Think about those yeah. animal commercials. Yeah, I don't want to. I think I think Enya might be the right answer. I think Enya might be musical Tylenol. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that was an insult or not. <laughs> I don't know either, but I think it's it's a fair statement. I I agree. I think it's fair because no one has strong feelings about Tylenol, but it's there when you need it. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one's like, I really love Tylenol, or I really hate Tylenol. Uh, there is someone out there who's like an Enya stan. There's somebody wow. who loves everything. There's oh, someone yeah. out there who like. There's someone out there who really has posters Tylenol all over their stand. Well, probably. There's somebody out there who has oh. Inya posters all over their walls and like a whole line of Inya in concert T-shirts and. Well, that's <laughs> like that's cool. Like no, that I n- no offense. I mean, I think that there's nothing there's nothing offensive about Tylenol. It's just like yeah. <laughs> what's the music? Well, that's exactly gonna, what I mean. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, offensive like, well, about it. What's going to not like rattle your brain around? What's mm-hmm. going to just relax yes. it and, and help it chill out? And I think her, her delicate vocals and smooth sounds would do just that. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you still we don't want a very bad Enya podcast. <laughs> this is a terrible Enya no. podcast. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, I, I want to talk more about not Enya, <laughs> but before we do that, let's check the group message. So, um, I don't know about you all, but I spend a lot of time with, uh, music and (laughs) Tylenol, I guess, in my, Mm -hmm. in my headphones, in my ears. Um, I walk a lot. I am studying a lot. I'm always listening to something, whether it's to help me fall asleep or to help me focus when I'm studying or when I'm in the shower or whatever. Um, I'm always, I've always got something going on. And sometimes you need to be able to listen to your favorite things in the best way without breaking the bank with a big deal purchase. Uh, And that's why I turn to Raycons because they are premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can build great habits. Maybe you want to you want to listen to some music while you go for a walk. Maybe you want to, you know, listen while you're at the grocery store. I don't know. Maybe you want to listen, have a listening party with your friends over Skype or something. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Uh, I, I personally love my Raycon earbuds. I wear them when I'm walking to class, when I'm in the library, uh, all those, uh, you know, like I said, I always have some sort of stimulation going on, and usually it is music or a podcast in my Raycon earbuds. Uh, they have three customizable sound profiles. They have earbud tap functions, which is great if you know you want to stick your phone in your pocket. You just reach up, tap your ear, good to go. Noise isolation, awareness mode if you're walking alone at night like I do a lot, and 
11 hours of playtime for a speaker and eight hours of playtime for your everyday earbuds. So really all the things you need in your in your audio routine. Tay, if our listeners want to check out Raycon, what should they do? Well, you're ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash buffering today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering to score 15% off. Once again, buyraycon.com slash buffering. It's starting to get hot out there some days. We've had some hot days. Some, You know, it's planting time for some of us. Getting those <laughs> seeds germinated. Starting to get some stuff out there. Turn your soil. It's planting time. It's <laughs> planting time. It's actually time to start your seeds inside. But anyway, if you li- it depends on where you live in the world. The point is, you might be sweaty. <laughs> I've not been getting sweaty. a gardening sweaty. podcast. This is not a gardening podcast. But it is, it is time that you might be getting sweaty. And when you get sweaty... Uh, you want something under your arms that's going to uh, keep that at bay, keep you smelling fresh. Um, and it's nice to know what you're putting in your pits um, in terms of uh, in terms of ingredients. And Native, uh, just like your pits when you put on deodorant, Native ingredients are bare naked. <laughs> they, uh, they have things like coconut oil, shea butter, baking soda. Uh, the great thing about Native deodorant is that it works well. It keeps you fresh, keeps you smelling good. Um, and it comes in a lot of fun scents. Uh, so whether you prefer warm cider and cinnamon or toasted marshmallow and vanilla. I personally like cashmere and rain. I don't know that I knew cashmere had a scent. This was news to me until I tried mm. native deodorant and cashmere and rain and I put it under my arms and I was like, yes, I love this smell. Um, the great thing, native deodorant checks uh, all the boxes, 72-hour odor protection, um, smooth residue-free application like i said a variety of scents they've got limited edition series periodically that you can check out they recently had a candy uh candy coated scent uh line that we all got samples of and absolutely loved mm-hmm. charlie especially loved those uh flavors scents not flavors don't eat it just put it under your armpits <laughs> um, and they've also got body washes that you can check out uh, so if you if you like a scent that you're uh, in a deodorant and you really want to try it as a body wash, you can check that out too. So Taylor, if our listeners want to discover Native deodorant, what should they do? Well, smell and feel fresh all day long with Native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedeo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash buffering or use promo code buffering at checkout for 20% off your first order. So back to Inya, anyway. No, no. First no, no. Gimmies. No, exactly. No, no. Incorrect. <laughs> Not now. Not now. If you want to talk about Inya, you can bring that a couple weeks. Yeah, you bring that to the table. <laughs> my, my entire understanding of Inya is from, um, they used to have at the mall, Riley, when you would go into stores that sold CDs or even cassette tapes, they used to have these big boards where you could push buttons and hear little samples, usually of like the like naturey ones mm-hmm. or like mystical ones. I vaguely ones. remember this. I feel like yeah. there was maybe a brief amount of overlap between me and this. You would push a button and it would be like, here wind sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> or something, or here's an ocean, ocean sound mm-hmm. CD. Uh, Inya was always on that board. Mm-hmm. That's Makes true. Sense. That's it. That's what I. That's what I know about Inya. Mm-hmm. She does that. Who can say where the That's what I know about Inya. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That was, that was also one of those like 3 a.m. Uh, commercials, infomercials for like a mixed CD that oh, she was on. Oh, was she? I just, because that, that 
first bit, just that first bit of that song would mm-hmm. always be on it. And then there would be like other smooth sounds. <laughs> was it, you know, and that makes sense if it was a 3 a.m. infomercial because they're like, are you still awake? <laughs> you need to go to sleep? Enya. <laughs> you know what you need? <laughs> Listen to this. I, I, I want to emphasize, we're definitely not knocking Enya. It is smooth, smooth sound for relaxing. Exactly. Yes, nothing no. wrong with that. No. Me versus the gimme gimme is just not that. <laughs> no. In uh, a good way. In a good yeah. way. <laughs> different different strokes, y'all. Yeah. Um no, I the this see this record in particular, our drag, is what introduced me to me first in the gimme gimmies. And it was because I was a theater nerd. And no, I know. Fellow theater nerds introduced. I think I heard about this outside of you, Tay. No, I was going to say, I, I think you were the one that introduced me to the album. I just then went and got all the rest of the albums. Because yes. for a while, that was the only one I had was our drag. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think that is that's a rare that's rare in our musical history. But yeah, I've, uh, my memory is that someone was playing um, one of the musical theater covers and i was like whoa what is that and that that was my intro because i knew all the songs musical theater i didn't necessarily know all the other songs that they covered but that was where that came from um but yeah i and i think there were (laughs) coming from the musical theater contingent there were some people who were like well that's not as good as the i mean that's fun and all but phantom of the opera (laughs) The real stuff, on the other hand. But Phantom of the Opera. The art. The art. (laughs) No. But I always thought it was so much fun, and it was fun, like, as a way, as a theater nerd, to be a little cooler. Like, listen to this. It's edgy. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like when you sneak vegetables into your kid's food. (laughs) Like, I feel like you could show this to people who are, like, very... Like intentionally, like I am not a theater person. You'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, check out this cool new band and play them that, and they'd be like, oh, sick! Like, yeah, you're eating carrots right now, and you have no idea. I trapped you into trapped listening you. to musical theater. This is from fame. <laughs> Deal with it. Well, and they they are like genuinely because I don't know. There are a lot, as I mentioned, like punk covers are not exclusive to this band. It's a popular thing for punk bands to do is do cover songs. But a lot of times I feel like they're kind of like, it's not, it's not more interesting than the original track. I think mm-hmm. Me First and the Gimme Gimme's are unique in that they always do a, a cool arrangement with what they're working with. Like, it's like they, they interact with the media. And I think that requires some sort of reverence or mm-hmm. love for whatever they're covering, which yeah. makes, makes them stand out a bit more. Yeah, no, I agree with you because I think they're work. I think you're exactly right interacting with it because they're working with what makes the songs good to begin with, and then building on those themes or those building blocks, those sort of concepts in it. Because for some songs, the things that make them strong are whether it's the melody or the lyrics or the you know the rhythm, whatever it is, they're building on the strengths of the songs um, to start with, and I think that that's. I think that's really cool because it is it isn't just like I'm going to mess this musical theater song up. (laughs) No, Uh, I one thing I also love and this is such a small thing, but it's something I pick up on in punk covers is they don't gender swap the songs. 
Mm-hmm. If they're covering a song that's usually sung by a woman, they don't change the pronouns. So like, oh, I don't want to sound, I want to sound fruity if I'm singing to a guy. Like when a punk song, a punk cover does that, it's just so like, oh, we're, we're subversive punks challenging society, except for in this very small, like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to sound gay if I sing this song that's yeah. written to a, a man. So I appreciate that they, they keep the songs the way they're supposed to be sung lyrically. I was thinking about that when I, because I was listening to this while I was driving yesterday. So before I could stop and then pick a specific album, I picked on the, clicked like on my little screen on the band and it was just like shuffling Mm -hmm. their songs. Um, So I was kind of listening to a mix of everything before I could specifically just listen to the musical album. And Rich Girl was one of the first ones that came on. And I was like, oh, that's pretty sick. Like I was thinking about that. I was listening. I was like, this is a male punk Mm -hmm. group that's singing this and like doing it good yeah doing a good job i Um, think i think we should call a moratorium on like if a song is written to one just stick with the same pronouns why why do you have to get worked up it's fine it's all fine we don't (laughs) we're not gonna assume anything about you one way or the other and why do you care being a girl you don't have to say you're a girl to just sing it it. it. yeah well just it takes you out of it immediately like especially when it doesn't really fit the lyrics so they just have to switch it because like i don't know oh, i'm a i'm a punk i'm i'm so controversial and challenging over but i can't i don't want to i don't want i gotta i gotta change this pronoun to girl because you know, no one can think i'm gay you know one of the Super worst punk ex- dude one of the worst examples of that and i love her obviously is taylor swift did a cover of drops of jupiter on one of her tours and like on the live album released all the covers she did and changed drops of jupiter to be male pronouns Really? And it's just like, come on, Taylor, you're taking us out of the song. This is a great song. And with as much of her brand is is hinting, maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm not. And I mean, it was her Speak Now (laughs) tour, so it was like, what, I guess 10 years ago, but but still, still. You you also, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. You also, Drops of Jupiter, and listen, this is just, I'm just being completely honest. There was a moment in my life, I'm of the appropriate age, that when this song came out, I was starting college, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this speaks to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a good good song. I had had many, like, I don't want to share those college experiences. The point is, it spoke to me, and I, I, it was of a moment, it was of a time, and I don't think, like, doing anything to make it relevant to now or updated to now makes sense because it's very much of a moment and if you change the pronouns to make it about taylor swift singing about a guy now then you also have to question why is this guy in the year of our lord 2023 checking out mozart while he does tai bo <laughs> no no one is doing tai bo anymore taylor no. <laughs> that well Ty, I mean, well, maybe somebody's doing Taibo, but Taibo was a thing. Maybe it was in like a, there was a moment where everybody. No, I did Taibo. I'm saying, but also everybody maybe in did Taibo. I did Taibo. Excuse me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody did Taibo for like five minutes, and then yeah. they went, "What are we doing? Well, why, also, why did we all buy these workout tapes to do Taibo? <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's worth mentioning that the while the the song sounds like it's to perhaps a former lover. The song is actually written to trains the, the lead singer, the lyricist. I don't know who wrote the song. Uh, it's it's written about his mother who passed away and oh. her like in the you know her her next life spiritual journey. So oh. 
I think oh. that song has some significant meaning that yeah. I, I don't think Taylor well, did anything no offensive, but no. it, I didn't know that. And then when I heard that, I was like, oh, now I really, I mean, I I probably loved the, the song the whole time, but yeah. I love it a little bit more now. Yeah. No. Knowing what I know about country era Taylor in like 2011, I'm sure there was part of it that was like, she was 20 and they were like, you can't let them think anything about you that's not your straight and you love boys right um, oh so this was a long time ago yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, this was that's okay. why i said in 2012 this was like a full oh, decade ago that she did well, this tour and did this cover um that makes a lot more sense but still i just think that if you're gonna be someone who knows that that's like your audience then don't pick a song that's like to a girl like pick something you don't have to change you know yeah. what i mean like, or that's just not, sing it or just sing it um but i mean even when you're saying like drops of jupiter in his hair you're just taking me out of it it doesn't mm-hmm. flow no them flow but i appreciate that they don't do this in in these albums yeah and i do you're right when you say they 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 uh almost like give a treatment to the songs they're not changing it entirely and every Mm -hmm. one sounds different i mean they all sound like of the same band and of the same genre obviously but they sound different because they're not just taking lyrics and putting them to like the same track like it's all depending on the origin material did, yeah. did either of you come across the um, My Heart Will Go On cover that they do? No, I didn't I, listen to it, but I just saw it on that album trying to find Rich Girl, which one it came from, and I didn't know they did that. It's great, but that's when I think it, it, it expresses what you're saying, because they you can't top Celine. Like, mm-hmm. even, I, I don't think a, your average mm-hmm. punk cover could even approach it, but they do this sort of like, I don't know, it's like an Irish jig kind of vibe to it mm-hmm. with the with the heart will go on cover and it's so enjoyable yeah like it's danceable i would say oh my um, god yeah that's like you know it's like we're I gonna take that. it in a unique direction that's yeah. gonna sound punk but it's also gonna like you know not necessarily nothing nothing can be better than celine dion no, no way but well that's it's their a good the, version yeah but, <laughs> like but intentionally trying to make it like its own thing yeah, yeah. it's its own thing and it's all i think that's kind of cool too because you when you put it that way kind of like I mean, because I have listened to it. I didn't re-listen to it for this episode, but I've, I've heard that song before. Um, it's kind of referential to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Time like, period-wise. Well, it does. It pulls for... Well, they do like the whole like below deck scene where they're dancing. Have you yeah. seen to Titanic? Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Titanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do the whole like dancing Irish jig scene. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I'm just so, I, and I am sure that's what me first in the Gimme Gimme's were thinking <laughs> You know what? Maybe honestly. Oh, you never know. But there's, there, yeah, there's a sort of a, a a joyful side to punk that it's always been where I've it been happiest that I feel like is encapsulated by this. That's it's mm-hmm. irreverent, actually. Not like we want to look like we don't care. Like we don't care. We're gonna sing what we want, the way we we want to, and have fun with it. And I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And not yeah, and not make fun of it. I really think that that's a big thing. It's not. It's this isn't a send up of theater because mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. I mean, because that that is like you could easily fall into that trap. Yeah. Or just a, I mean, a lot of those songs in general. I, I didn't know they did. My heart will go on, but I mean, that's a song that's very much not punk, and mm-hmm. probably could be the subject of a lot of like, that's not great music from a lot oh. of people who are like punk is the only kind of good music you know what i mean like i'm sure that falls in that same category of like show tune-esque music that isn't show tunes um but again they don't do that to 
No, I mean, it's, either. But they're taking a, a lot of different types of music and saying all music can be good music. Mm-hmm. It's just what you like. Yeah. You know, it's and not all music can be punk. Yeah. And I think that led to their popularity because I think there are so many young people in the punk scene. They get caught up in that rigidity. Like, I can only listen to punk. I've got to look punk. I've got to listen to punk. I've got to eat, sleep and breathe punk. Anything else that I'm a poser. And then me first in the Gimme Gimme is like, but do you want a little... A little something different. Don't worry, it's still punk. But oh, look, it's a little different. Oh, look. They're like, oh, okay, I can listen to this because it's punk. It's like, no, you're listening to that because you you're a musical theater nerd deep mm-hmm, down, yeah. or you love your your country or your diva songs, you know. And I feel like I feel like the I don't know if they were the first band to sort of kind of take this kind of attitude. We're gonna we have a very specific thing we do. We take songs from various genres and we turn them into this genre, and they're not all identical, but it's the same vibe. You know, this is what we do. And I feel like now you see that in like postmodern jukebox. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept, just with a different, they're turning the songs into a different genre, but it's the same idea. Take a wide variety of songs and turn them into this similar vibe that is cool yeah. and fun, but different from where they started. Yeah. They could 100% make a musical. <laughs> That's like their covers of songs. They would just pick them. Like out of like, I don't know, other musical songs or pop or country or whatever, a combination of all of the above and make a make a musical. Mm-hmm. I would they could make a jukebox musical. Yeah. yeah. Make a punk rock cover jukebox musical. And it's like the ultimate jukebox musical because it's all covers of songs in a musical that's all different. Co- uh, yeah. I'm Absolutely. sold. Well, that's write my it. pitch. Write it. Yeah. And what's your what's your premise there? What uh, I don't know. Think about it. There's so many possibilities. They're endless. The possibilities are endless. I think I think the easiest formulation is a band. Yeah. Hmm. That but thing I think, you do, think, the musical mm-hmm. with music. I think, I think you take. I think you take. I think that's it. You take a, a feel of that thing you do, and then what you have to. The conceit is that all these songs are originals. Hmm. Right. I think that's what you have to imagine is that every song that they sing is a song that we are attributing to this fictional band mm-hmm. mm. as opposed to them being covers. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm why sold. isn't that thing you do a musical? Write it. I, 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 yeah, actually. <laughs> that should be. That, that, that should be. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, as long as we're on this. No, I think a Me First and the Gimme Gimme's musical would be fantastic. I I'm would, here for I it. Would, definitely check that out and we would probably perform it at heart in the park here in huntington west virginia at some point (laughs) well hey if green day the musical can happen i don't think it's that far-fetched i think it's almost an easier fit (laughs) (laughs) um but i really enjoyed this taylor i'm glad that you brought up this band i hadn't thought about them in a long time i don't know why they just you know i added some i made my summer uh playlist the other oh. night, Justin was sick and went to bed early, so I was up by myself, so I just sat there making a summer playlist. <laughs> the looks you both give me when I tell you this. I, I can give you a look. I think that's a sign of, of, of spring coming. That's like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the groundhog or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Sydney made the playlist. <laughs> no more winter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she's she's planting her seeds and she's making her playlist. Summer's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started my playlist and I was like, let me think of the bands I want to put on here first. And I'm like, I had a uh, Melissa Etheridge song stuck in my head. So first I added some Melissa Etheridge and that got me thinking about Brandy Carlisle and I added some Brandy Carlisle. And like soon after that, I had like 
Indigo Girls, Ani DeFranco, what the? some Liz Fair. I started putting together this whole thing. I had some Veruca Salt on there, and I was like, I am making the gayest. Yes, <laughs> I was, I was like, say, this is not a summer playlist. This is a lesbian playlist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But uh. no, but no, that's was... that's my favorite part of Sydney's summer playlist is. It's not necessarily a playlist that all the songs are best suited for summer. It's really just Sydney being like, what have I been into this year? And mm. not even like new songs. Like, just what have I really been listening to so far in the first quarter of this year? And then that becomes the summer playlist. I expanded it. Like, it's not just, you know, it's not, they're not, I mean, there are a lot of lesbians, but they're not all lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I do think a summer playlist is, is, there are certain artists that I love dearly, but I have to retire them for the summer. Like, I can't listen to, like, the, the two that come to mind, like Elliot Smith and Tori Amos. I, that's not summer music for me. And I will say, like, as much as I love Tori Amos, there's no Tori Amos on here. No, that's, that's fall, no. winter. Mm-hmm. No, I have I have a lot of '90s. Like I, I mean, if you look through my list, there's a lot of like, like I said, Veruca Salt's on here. I've nice. got like some Sugar Ray. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I've you got would. some Gin Blossoms. I've got some Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. So you you were like, this is too gay. I need to counteract mm-hmm. it with the straightest music known yes. to man, Sugar Ray. <laughs> and then I threw some uh, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson and some Poison on there just to mix it up. Is there any Jimmy in there? Oh, there's some Jimmy there on there. Of course, there's yeah. Jimmy on there. I yeah. think you should share your summer playlist now. Absolutely. With the world. I think, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd get some hate. <laughs> it's Sydney summer. Anyway. Everybody wants to know. You can't just dangle that out there and not deliver. Yeah, really. All right. All right. Uh, you'll have to help me figure out how to share it. Oh, my God. I made it on <laughs> Apple. I don't know how you share those things. Why? <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> I don't know how else to make playlists. You are the only person I know that uses Apple Music. (laughs) What's wrong with you? It's what I know. Spotify is the same. It's all music. Spotify plays songs in an order and they won't let you skip after a while. They only let you skip a couple times. Because you're still using the free version of Spotify. (laughs) You get it free with Hulu. Like they they give out a a subscription to, to... to Spotify with like your your Happy Meal these days, like you get, I pay, how do you not have one? <laughs> I pay I six dollars a month for Hulu and Spotify. It just comes with it. Yeah. Ha, you have all you all have all of the streaming services. You you have the like the most absurd streaming services that nobody has. <laughs> I bet you, you your husband Spotify? has Spotify Premium. Oh, I no bet doubt. You, there you go. He does. He does. Because he keeps telling me there's a way that I don't have to listen to songs in a certain order. Like yes. there's a way to skip, and I don't. But like, I don't just stop using I'm not, it. Huh? Like Spotify is not the best for artists. You should ultimately yeah buy their buy their albums, buy their shirts, buy their merch, buy all See? that stuff. But I, I don't think stuff. Apple Apple Music Apple, is not no. better oh. for them. It's not better. Well, I you're don't. not buying the album still. You're just still streaming it. Sometimes I buy it, but yes, I, you're right. It's the same. Yeah. Right? It's the same. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. All well. right. Well. <laughs> anyway, um, so, thank you, Taylor. I yeah. my point is that there's some me first and the gimme gimme's on there now. <laughs> well, I think I think you should Riley re- remake Sydney's summer playlist in Spotify so you can Count share Spotify. it in an appropriate because I think that will be easier than trying to figure out how to share it otherwise. Yeah, and also you can make a fun little cover could, for it on Spotify. I could just screenshot it. And <laughs> no, no. Just no. write it down. I'll screen. I'll screenshot it and put it on Facebook. We'll can just you, can you load it up? 
Can you load it up in a Winamp? Just put it in a Winamp. I've got some Neon Genesis Evangelion skins I can send you. (laughs) I will share. I'll share it on my MySpace and I'll describe the meaning behind all of the songs on my live journal. (laughs) That's that's a thing that I have done, so that's fine. I can't. Um, well, thank you both. Uh, what's next, Riley? Oh, boy. I can't wait to tell you what's next. Next is my new favorite obsession, Perfect Match on Netflix. It is the worst thing ever created, and I love it. And I stand by that. That is not me saying all reality TV is trash. It's just this particular reality television show is <laughs> perfect garbage. Yeah. Wonderful. If yeah. you If you ever wondered, like, how low rent could the dates on these dating shows get? Perfect Buckle match. In. Perfect match. They're like, here's a blanket on the ground and a bowl of fruit. Go for it. <laughs> and two plastic champagne flutes. Yeah, go for Sounds it. Sounds fine. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, perfect match for next week. Taylor, thank you again. Yeah. Um, thank you I, I found me first with the Gimme Gimme's on Apple Music. It's but- <laughs> on Spotify if you're everyone else in this world except for Sydney. Yes. They, are, they also, I mean, they obviously, I have their CDs still, which is wild, but I... You know, I have some mix CDs with them on it. I don't know if I have the originals, but I have some mixes still. I probably have your CDs, to be fair. Like, I think yeah, I, that's probably true. I, I stole yours. <laughs> that's okay. I don't know if we have a CD player in the house. So, right. no, no, no. Charlie has one. There you go. There we go. All right. Well, uh, thank you all. Um, you should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of other shows that you would enjoy. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm still buffering. And I, I am, am too. too. What would a, a me first in the Gimme Gimme's cover of that sound like? Uh, That'd be great. It'd be very good. I, I was about to do something, but then I'll just embarrass myself. We'll yeah. work on that. Yeah. That's for the future. Workshop it. Yeah, workshop it. <laughs> oh, I hope they've got the bread bowl. Have you seen the bread bowl at this place? Mm-hmm. Good evening. Welcome to Maximum Fun. Have you been here before? It's her first time. Very good. Might I recommend our special? Oh, please. Can I interest you in the Max Fun Drive? I'm told they're cooking up something quite extraordinary this year. I've heard about this. With limited time thank you gifts for new and upgrading members? That's right. <laughs> we'll take it. How would you like your episodes? Uh, can I get them excellent with new Boko on the side? Mm-hmm. Oh, are there live stream events? Absolutely. You know, if you're interested in events, Meetup Day is returning. What? Oh, you're gonna love Meetup Day. It's the best. Okay, let me make sure I have everything. Max Fun Drive 2023 with limited time thank you gifts, live stream events, meetup day, excellent episodes, and of course, new bonus content. Sounds perfect. Great. We'll get it started and it'll be ready in two weeks, March 20th. Oh, can we also get a couple of waters? Of course. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.